Hello and welcome to the Laughing Through the Pain podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor. And I'm Marianne. And today's subject is singleness. Ooh, singleness. To some of us, it can be a word that entails loneliness and bitterness and sadness and sorrow. And then to others, it can imply freedom and happiness and being yourself and no restrictions. Which one are you today, my sister? So I I think I'm the the latter today and i've been the latter for a little bit so ah teach me your ways my dear here's an update about your girl marianne marianne is the single lady all the single ladies and without getting into too much of the intimate details um brandon and i ended things on really good terms we're still friends you know we we dated briefly but we had a solid friendship to fall back on like we were talking about last week so that makes all the difference in the world. I thought I was going to be really awkward seeing him again in our circle of friends. But the reality is we're, we're better than that. And we talked about that, how he and I are, we are valuing our friendship to the point where we don't want anything to damage that. So if he's in my life just to be a good friend, then so be it. And the beginning of the week was hard, but I have found peace in it. And shout out to my sister, Eleanor, because she has been there for me all week. And our other amazing friends out there, all my ladies out there, have made me feel so valuable and helping me realize that you don't need a romantic relationship to feel important, Mm -hmm. to know your worth. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot to me. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Eleanor, for your friendship. Don't need no man. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sisters before misters. (laughs) Chicks before, anyway. (laughs) Gonna cut that out. (laughs) Anyway, so now as a single lady, Marianne, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about being single so far? You know what? I'm okay. It could be a lot better. But it could also be a lot worse. Mm. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, gosh. I know. I know. And I'm going it... to... I have a tradition of... I've been single every Valentine's Day for my entire life. With the exception of one, but that doesn't really count. Anyway, aside from that, I've been single every single Valentine's Day. So my, like, Valentine's Day tradition is usually I buy Subway. <laughs> Because that's my favorite place to eat. (laughs) You know what? It's better to be single on Valentine's Day than to be with someone who is going to treat it like a big joke anyway. Like, my last Valentine's Day, I literally don't even remember it. But I was in an incredibly toxic relationship at the time. And, you know, a lot of guys might think kind of... They might have a negative view of Valentine's Day, whether it's just fluffy or not a real holiday or what have you, and that's all fine and good. But if you're with someone and you deliberately don't get them a present because you think Valentine's Day is stupid, that's, you know, acknowledge that, but don't be disrespectful about it. You know, Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day is fluffy, but, okay, I think this podcast is for women, right? Our ladies out there. But if you know a man or if you have... (laughs) If you know of any men who are going to say the old line, why would I need one day a year to tell you how I feel when I could just treat every day like Valentine's Day? 
but then he doesn't treat you well on any other days of the year, and that's just an excuse not to treat you well on Valentine's Day. Red flag, red flag, red flag. It's a quote from The Office, actually, when Ryan, the character Ryan, says, why would I want to treat a girl special on Valentine's Day one day a year when I can do that no days a year? <laughs> and that's that's the relationship Yikes. that I was in. It was like, well, he doesn't treat me right on Valentine's Day, so why would I expect him? And this isn't Brandon. This is a relationship that I was in um, last year. So Brandon and I did have plans on Valentine's Day, and now I'm like, Hey, can I join you at Subway? <laughs> <laughs> Subway, man. Subway. It's been my Valentine's date <laughs> for like five years. Subway's... I how long I've been doing that for. <laughs> Subway's always there for you. <laughs> Subway never lets you down. Exactly. <laughs> Subway would never hurt you. <laughs> All right. Are you done with your little so- soapbox now? <laughs> like, power to you, man. And like... Good on you for talking through it. Let's keep this episode short. Let's go on for five minutes about Valentine's Day (laughs) and crappy relationships. You know, I totally forgot. I I was just, like, the only awareness I have for Valentine's Day is that my work schedule changes after Valentine's Day. Oh. (laughs) Other than that, it's just... Other than that, I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's another day. It is another day. So... Going kind of a similar format to last week, um, we have just a list of questions that we're going to hopefully blast through, um, hopefully less than an hour and a half in the total episode, because we recorded for an hour and 45, an hour 50 last time, and so we're going to try and shoot for less. (laughs) If it's not, don't blame the editor. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to give just a brief shout out to all of the awesome people on Twitter. Um, I've been doing a lot of promoting on there, and um, I had a really great conversation with someone from a podcast. I'm so sorry that I can't remember what your name was, but you were really fun to talk to. (laughs) But the Flappity Flap podcast, um, I listened to briefly one of their episodes. Um, They seem like funny people. Uh, whoever was talking to me on Twitter was super nice, and I had a really great time talking with you, so thanks for that. I appreciate it. Just cool talking about, like, editing things and audio problems and stuff like that is really fun. So, <clears throat> just a brief shout-out to you and just to anybody who's interacted on Twitter, anyone who has uh, listened on YouTube or Spotify. Yeah, just thank you for giving us an audience. So, that's my, my sappy... <laughs> message. (laughs) They like us. They really, really like us. (laughs) Yeah. So just, just a brief thank you to everybody. Um, and now I guess let's just get into, uh, what questions we have for today. So obviously the subject is singleness. So the question, uh, question numero uno is what do you like about being single? What do I like about being single? Um, Well, in terms of singleness, as in not just not in a relationship, but also not married and not having kids, um, is the freedom that I have with my schedule. Essentially, I can drop what I'm doing anytime to go do anything else. Um, If I have to work, I don't have to find babysitting. I don't have to make sure that my husband's home. 
I have the freedom to essentially do whatever I want, you know, within limits, whenever I so desire to do it. If I want to hop in the car and go to go shopping or go to the mountains or something, I can, I can do that. My schedule doesn't abide by another person or by a family. Now, on the flip side of that, my love language is quality time. So it's like... You're also hella extroverted. <laughs> I am also hella extroverted. <laughs> so I do like the freedom of being able to do what I want, but it is nice to have someone to do that with. But that's for a later question. Mm. So that would be my answer to make a short story long, is um, the freedom of time and schedule and being able to try new things and not feel so restricted. Mm -hmm. What do I like about being single? Well, I I think pretty similar kind of to what you said. Just, like, you have the freedom to pretty much do whatever you want. Like, I think obviously in, in relationships, like, having that companionship is really nice. And, you know, just, I don't know, having a constant friend, I feel like, to hang out with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, I've found a lot of joy in doing things by myself. I used to, like, I was a person for a really long time who, like, I was, like, almost too afraid to do things alone. Like, I like to mountain bike, so I wouldn't go mountain biking by myself, like, on an actual trail. I'd bike at, like, a park or around my neighborhood, but I wouldn't go to, like, an actual trail because that, like, freaked me out a little bit. But at some point, I had kind of a switch flipped, and so I, I, I spoke about this a little bit in the last podcast, but there was a guy that I liked, and I think I, I found support, like, not support, but, like, safety in him like we weren't in a relationship or anything but you know just as a friend and as a male friend you know I felt like when we went and did stuff I felt safe when he was there <clears throat> and then when you know we had a like a pretty tough conversation um and then I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of upset at him well I don't know not even upset at him but I think like I got into this mentality of, I will show you, for, like, literally no reason. I don't know. I started just, like, doing a bunch of stuff by myself because I just was like, I don't give a crap <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I, you know, I started doing things alone and, um, like, I didn't have to, I didn't have to tell anyone where I was going. Um, as a woman, perhaps that's not the safest thing to do. But oh, I took a lot of, like, night drives by myself, um, almost to town an hour away from where I live. Um, I did that on accident. I, like, almost made it there, and I was like, oh, I need to go home. I didn't mean to drive this far. I remember getting your text, and you told me where you were, and I was like, the heck? <laughs> How did you get there? Literally, I, I think I just, like, spaced out while I was driving, and then I was like, I went way too far Whoa. so that I was like I need to Welcome figure out to here. <laughs> how to turn around so you know I think just like finding contentment in doing things by myself because mm. I, I I would like I would say I'm probably more ambiverted as a whole but I also think that I lean more towards the introverted side so I I really enjoy alone time 
like I'm as good being by myself as I am with other people. Um, I, I don't really like require people all the time. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> just like doing things by myself is really, really nice. And having that freedom to just be like, I don't have to be like, oh, I have to wait on you to do this. Or mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of couples watch like TV shows together or whatever. We did. <laughs> now I don't have to wait for his his schedule to open up. I will watch the book of Boba Fett all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a great example. Yeah. When I, like, me and my ex would watch a lot of, like, YouTube stuff together. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, long distance. So we would, anytime there was, like, a new video out of people that we watched together, I would have to, like, wait mm-hmm. for him. And he would wait for me and... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I've enjoyed being alone and not having to worry about trust. Because, <laughs> truth be told, like, I have some trust issues in certain aspects. And so, just not being, like, not having to worry about someone else and, like, oh, I, you know, I hope they're telling me the truth or, you know, putting that trust in someone who... When you're in a relationship, that's a different, like, that's a whole different level of closeness than with, like, my friendship with Marianne. Like, Mm. you know, there's just different ways. Like, there's ways that I could break her trust and she could break my trust. But also in a romantic relationship, there's, you know, you're giving your heart to someone. And I don't know, there's just... I don't have to worry about stuff like that. And I think that's pretty nice. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I talked way too long about that. That's fine. So... I went on for eight minutes about Valentine's Day. <laughs> Just cut that whole part out, honestly. Just... No, I think it's funny. It's... Um, <laughs> so this kind of goes along with the last question, and I think we might have covered most of it, but... Um, are there benefits of singleness and are there detriments? <laughs> um, it's kind of funny because as a single woman, I feel like I can check out a cute guy and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> Obviously, if you're in a relationship and you see someone attractive, you're going to notice them or human, but it's about what you do about it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not like a huge flirt. I'm not going to go and flirt with the waiter at Red Robin because he's incredibly attractive but it it kind of takes that burden off of oh I can notice other people and I don't have that guilt of oh how dare I find someone attractive Mm. but that's that's just me Mm. obviously there's some very attractive people out there we know that there's attractive people out there so that's one of them is just recognizing the beauty of others I had another one I can't remember what it was Mm. do you want to come back to it yeah we'll come We'll, we'll circle back to it I kind of, I I pretty much kind of covered this in my whole spiel about why I like being single. I think also like a benefit to being single is being able to serve, like not only like serve God, serve others, but like also like your friends, like, you know, when they need you um, in like an instance where it's like, you know, I need you like right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I, you know, like maybe you had plans with your significant other. Um, 
and then you're like then you have to like choose like my friend who probably needs me versus my partner who like we had plans and you know I I know like for some people like schedules can be tight uh, with like just work Mm -hmm. um school whatever you're doing but you know like you don't have to worry about like time balancing as much um yeah the freedom of schedule yeah so detriments to being single being single no (laughs) being single is in itself a detriment just like being single in itself can be a benefit Mm. um depending on where you are and where your heart is and everything like we have a friend who was a happy single forever Mm -hmm. and I envied that about her because she could just be so content and so joyful wherever she was and she still is now she's in a relationship and she hasn't changed who she is but I really admired that about her where she could just go hang out with her guy friends and um men would talk to her but they would respect her because she would know how to shut them down <laughs> if anybody went too far. But I, I loved that about her. And it's like, oh, girl, I want you to teach me your ways of how to be a happy single. Because quite frankly, I don't know. Mm. I have had a lot of dating experience with mostly losers and a couple of good eggs. Mm-hmm. Brandon is one of them. Um, where I really don't have a lot of experience with processing how to be a happy single because I don't have a lot of experience being single. Mm, uh-huh. So this will be an interesting season of what I can learn and how to be content. And going to our friend who I'm seeing later today and saying, yo, how did you do that? How could you talk to a guy without wondering, ooh, is it meant to be? Putting your feelers out. What mm-hmm. is it like talking to a guy and knowing that he doesn't want to ask you out? And just having healthy friendships with human males. Mm. So... I would say I have pretty healthy friendships with with my guy friends. You do. Could I tell you how that became? Good question. Um, I think of, like, one of our good friends, and he's someone that I've known since, like, high school. And admittedly, he's a very handsome guy. Mm. (laughs) And I have no problem. Like, I've told him that before. I'm like, dude, you're handsome. Okay, like, because... <laughs> but he's not the kind of guy who's going to be like, I know, he, I know. He, one, like, one of our friends has said this before, like, he's handsome, but I don't think he realizes, like, how handsome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, like, I, would, I would agree. He's, like, like, genuinely, he's one of the best people that I think I know. Um, but I don't have that kind of, like, I'm not really, like, attracted to him in that way. Like, Like, I don't think he, like... I don't know. I like our friendship. He's pretty much like a brother to me. Mm. Um, And, like, that's a relationship that has been established for a long time. So I feel comfortable with the way I interact with him and the way that he interacts with me. I don't think that there's any kind of, like, miscommunication with my intentions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You, You treat your male friends with respect. Mm-hmm. And not like a piece of meat that you wanna <laughs> that you wanna go out with a a guy in your life that you can treat respectfully like a brother like you said and we have a lot of those 
we are very blessed and fortunate to have a lot of guys in our circle of friends, whether they're single or in a relationship, who treat us with respect, Mm -hmm. like they're sisters. And that's something that's a huge blessing to me personally because I'm not used to that. Mm, The circles that I ran with in the past would either want nothing to do with me or would just want to sleep with me, which is just the cold reality of living in this world with broken people living broken lives. Um, And I I admit I was there. You know, I, I went from relationship to relationship like I probably talked about last week looking for my satisfaction. But ladies, if you listen to no other part of this podcast, hear this loud and clear. You do not need a man to satisfy you, to fulfill you, to make you complete. You are a complete person. Whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're married, you are a complete person. Do not let a guy say, you are my other half my better half. You are not half of a person. You are not a a legless torso kind of wiggling about the world. You are a whole person. <laughs> a legless torso? <laughs> a legless torso. Just pop, like, pop, what pop. the heck are you talking about? Or a torsoless pair of legs. Just kind of, you've heard that before, right? Like, you're my better half. You complete me. There's yeah, a- <laughs> I had a guy once tell me that he said I was his reason for living. <laughs> <laughs> that is manipulative. That is untrue, quite frankly. It's untrue. That um, shouldn't be a reality anyway. Like, it shouldn't be. Whether you're, like, when you're in a relationship, I think it's really important to be individuals together. Like, exactly. don't mold yourself to them and don't let them mold yourself, mold themselves to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about this with one of my friends yesterday. There's... This happens, I think, in, like, friendships, relationships. Like, when you have an established relationship with somebody, no matter what level, whether romantic or platonic, there comes a molding that happens. Like, when two people are in that kind or in any kind of relationship, you sort of start to become more similar to them, which is normal. It becomes a problem when you mold, like, when it's not, like, a mutual thing, when you're, like... I am trying to be who I think this person wants me to be. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. Uh, and I think I, I think people can probably see that. Like, you can, like, see, oh, this person is doing this because they're trying to be someone that they think I want. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. healthy because... I think if you can't be who you are already with someone, then you really don't want to be in a relationship with them. And so... Yeah, that reminds me. Everything that you just said reminds me of the second point that I was going to make about a benefit of being single is you can figure out who you are. You can be 110% yourself. Mm. And you don't have to have that pressure on you. Like a... An understandable pressure, but also kind of an unfair pressure. How do I word this? The pressure of being who your partner expects you to be or wants you to be. Mm. Like me, I'm a hippie. I like I like <laughs> listening to indie music and wearing flowers in my hair and being outside and basking in the sunshine. You are a hippie. I am a hippie. <laughs> I am a dork. I work with kids. I make sound effects when I talk sometimes. 
I like to roll around on the floor and just be a goofball because I work with kids. I don't want to take those traits about me and take them away from who I am or alter them or try to be a little more this or a little less this, be a little less you because I've been there and it's really, really frustrating when you feel like you can't be who you're supposed to be because of this person that you're trying to impress. Mm. The right guy, sweetheart, the right guy is going to love exactly who you are. Mm. And none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. There are things about each of us that we don't like that we can change, but don't change them for anybody else. Change them for yourself. Mm -hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror. Recognize who you are, what you are worth, and if there's anything you want to change, do it for the sake of being a better person. Don't alter who you are in order to appease someone else, especially a man. Because mm-hmm. there are some pigs out there, but there are some also really genuine good eggs. Yeah. And I think the same also can go for, like, men with toxic women. That Absolutely. That there happens. are toxic women. That happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I haven't heard of it happening as much, but I also think, like, men aren't as inclined to talk about something like this as women are. Exactly. It's Which, less reported. Yeah. Like, I saw something that was, like, women can't be abusers. Women mm-hmm. can't, like, and I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, women can be as toxic as men can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. All people suck, really. (laughs) Everybody is terrible, the end. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. That's it. That's the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next week. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the podcast. That's that's our description. That's fantastic. Yeah. So (laughs) men and women are both susceptible to being abusive, being toxic, being manipulative. Mm -hmm. But what do guys hear when they try to bring up issues about their woman? Oh, be a man. Yeah. You know, she's hot, right? (laughs) Just work it out. Be a man. Don't acknowledge your feelings. Bury them deep down. I, I... Toxic masculinity has been something that has been talked about, I think, a lot more recently. And I think that's actually, like, I think, for the most part, it's a pretty good subject. And I'm glad that people are talking about it. Because I think about (laughs) some of our friends and, like, total platonic people, like, two guys and... You know, we were walking down the street, and we were like, hey, you should go hold his hand, just as, like, a funny, like, ha-ha thing. (laughs) And so, like, he did it, and the other dude was like, sure. (laughs) They were just platonically holding hands. And, like, I'm, you know, they're both straight, but, you know, they didn't really, they're just good friends, and they were, they didn't, they're not like, oh my gosh, that's, like, so... Ugh, like, I can't believe you're holding my hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hold hands with my female friends all the time. Oh, yeah. We snuggle. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I cuddle with my female friends a lot. I cuddle with you. I cuddle with mm-hmm. um, other friends. Like <laughs> We 100% have snuggled. Like, so I, I think, snuggled. like, why the double standard? Mm-hmm. Toxic femininity. 
Is that a word? Feminine femininity? I've never heard anybody refer well, femininity is a word. Femin I've never feminine <laughs> Anemonemony. Toxic masculinity. Yes, it's a real thing, but so is toxin femininity. Toxin femininity? What did I just say? <laughs> toxic, toxic femininity. Feminine femininity. 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 It doesn't sound like a word anymore. It really doesn't. All right. Moving on. Because <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more like the less it's going to sound like an actual word, and then I'm going to be like, ah. It's not a real word. It's a lie. Everything's a lie. <laughs> Everything's a lie. I think we beat that horse into the ground. <laughs> sure did. Wapa. Wapa. <laughs> um, tips for single people. Tips for single people. Hmm. I would say. Don't find your worth in a relationship. And I'm going to clap while I say this. Don't find your worth in a relationship. Be <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I'll get closer to the microphone. ASMR. <laughs> Don't find your self-worth in a relationship. <laughs> I creeped myself out. <laughs> I'm going to hate that one. Like, if it sounds weird when I'm editing later, I'm going to be like, eh. ASMR <laughs> trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I think, like, so many people find their worth and like I think a lot of people have a mindset of relationships are the only thing out there. There's more to life than dating. Okay? There's so much more. Like if you're single for the rest of your life, like count it as a blessing. Because mm -hmm. like as okay. As much as it would suck. And, like, some people, I think, are more okay with that than others, obviously. But, you know, no matter if you're single for the rest of your life or if you're bound to get married or your worth, your identity is not in your relationship and it's not in the other person. Like, this goes back to the molding thing I was talking about earlier if you if your whole identity becomes the other person then i think you need to really evaluate um where your heart is at and maybe what things you might need to work through something that i think is really interesting is like psychology so a lot of behavior is formed when you're young like thought patterns um stuff like that and even how you view relationships i know for me personally it's a struggle to find worth outside of a relationship because of certain aspects of my uh, upbringing. But, you know, there's, there's more to life than dating. There's more to life than being in a relationship. Life is as beautiful a gift as it is a sucky trash heap. And... There's good things and bad things about everything, and no relationship is going to be perfect. But, yeah, your worth is not bound to a man or a woman or to anybody else, really. Like, your worth isn't in how others treat you, either. If you think, oh, I'm worthless because people don't treat me how I want to be treated, then that's an issue with them. It's not an issue with you. And we can't always explain why people do what they do. People can just be terrible. 
and it's just a sucky reality of life. So don't find your identity in relationships. Don't find your identity even in your friends or your family. Your identity is not in other people, and it shouldn't be. Uh, um, so, anyway, that's my soapbox for today. <laughs> Tippity hop off the soapbox. <laughs> no, it's it's good that you say that because <clears throat> I know today's society has a different perspective of marriage. You know, marriage used to be a lot more revered, and now it's it's not really, mm-hmm. which is sad because healthy marriages ought to be revered. Mm-hmm. The concept of marriage ought to be revered, but it's not everything. And that's what I'm learning is women have more to do in this world than just get married. Yeah. And that's it. Like, kudos if you are in a healthy marriage. I have nothing but respect for you. I want that for myself. But I have a lot more to do in this world than just get married because you turn into, you you look at someone who's not married and it's like, what? If women are just supposed to get married and you're not married... What does that say about that woman? Mm-hmm. Does she not have worth? Is she not valuable? Um, does she not have purpose? It's like, no. Unmarried women have just as much purpose in this world as married women. Yeah. And whether you're not supposed to get married, like Eleanor was saying, or you're just not married yet, you think about, what can I do in the meantime? What am I supposed to be doing? And you've got all the time in the world. You've got as much time as needed Like we were talking about earlier, no schedule restrictions. We're talking about time to yourself to figure out what can I be doing in the meantime? Pursuing a career, starting a new hobby, investing further in your non-romantic platonic relationships. That's something that came to mind specifically for me last night was what can I do in this season of singleness? Invest in my friendships, invest in the women in my life, invest in my family, you know, because I have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective. How you want to view singleness. Do you want to view it as freedom or chains? Because I've certainly felt like it's chains before. I've looked at engagement photos on Instagram or wedding pictures on Facebook or going to a friend's house and she's a she's a homeowner and she's married and there's pictures from their wedding everywhere and I'm just like <laughs> But that's not fair to her. You know, that's that's the way that her life went. That's the the decisions that she made and everything came to that. And maybe it's not true for me yet. Maybe it's not true for you yet. But that doesn't mean you don't have something to do in this world. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm a strong believer that every person has a purpose. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say, like, why... And we'll get into this probably more in the, the, the episode where we talk about depression. Mm. But... A lot of people are like, why am I even alive? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I even here? I have no purpose. You know, even if you don't see a purpose in your life, there is some reason that you were alive. Mm-hmm. No matter, like... If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> More on that next week. <laughs> yep. I, that in. is episode three. <laughs> um... What is the most important thing you've learned in singleness? And I think I think we've covered probably most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I just want to throw in um, is uh, a lot of people in my life have said, oh, singleness is a gift. And I think I might have said that earlier. Or it's a blessing, I think is what I had said. And it's true. 
I think it is a gift and I think it is a blessing, but it's not always. Mm-hmm. And that is okay if you're feeling lonely. Loneliness is like that's an okay feeling to feel. Like feel your feelings and but it's important not to wallow in your loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier, like find things that you enjoy and do them by yourself, whether it's like find a hobby. Um, if you're extroverted, I don't know. You're extroverted. I woot, woot. <laughs> I don't have tips for extroverts because I'm not that. And I'm like, ew, people. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. What would you say for like what like what do you do as an extrovert? Because um, I don't know. <laughs> well, as an I, I, it's kind of a bonus because not only am I an extrovert, but like I said earlier, my love language is quality time. So I would discover, I would tap into what your love language is and we'll, we'll get in deeper to that topic in a, in a different episode, but, uh, tune in with what your love language is and kind of embrace that. And love languages aren't necessarily exclusively romantic. Love languages can apply to any relationship, whether it's family members or friends, um, <clears throat> I just I thought about when I'm like everybody family friends I thought about that quote from Twilight where Jacob's like you've lied to everyone Charlie <laughs> that's so my I'm favorite like, Twilight quote of all time honestly because he's like he's like sounds like he's gonna list more stuff and then he doesn't Charlie where I'm like it applies to everyone family friends <laughs> others <laughs> but um, tapping into your love language, recognizing how you feel love and how you give love is, is important because then you know how to speak your own love language. Mm. And in the future, if you're meant to be in a relationship, if that works out in your favor, then you can not only know what you, what your needs are, what you deserve in a relationship, um, but you also learn how to speak others' love languages. Like my top love language is quality time and then just um before that is uh words of affirmation Mm -hmm. so i focus on okay quality time what can i do i'm gonna get coffee with a friend later i'm gonna get coffee with another friend on tuesday i'm gonna go to dinner with our friend who we still haven't thought of a name for oh what was the name of the third sister i don't remember middle child i'll i'll go out to dinner with a middle child (laughs) she's gonna be so upset (laughs) I love you. <laughs> we love you very much. We love you. No, we'll we'll think of a we'll we'll remember that actual name. Yeah, we should look but that up before next podcast. <laughs> find out who you are. Find out what you're about, and go exploring. Mm. Dare to fail. Mm. That's something that my ex told me. That I'm like, ugh, I like that. I don't like you, but I like what you had to say. Mm-hmm. Dare to fail. Try a new hobby. Ain't if you bro- suck at it, <laughs> just broken clocks are right twice, twice a, a day. day. <laughs> No, honestly. But, um... No, I... Yeah, dare to fail. Yeah. Try new things. And if it doesn't work out, what we teach at the preschool is if something doesn't work, we go, "Uh uh-oh, that didn't work. (laughs) That didn't work. But, you know, you can apply it as an adult, too. Mm, It's crazy how many lessons we can learn just from the practical, everyday things, especially kids. This is something that I shared with Eleanor, I think. I was babysitting the other day. I was babysitting a four-year-old girl. And this girl is very intelligent. She likes to do jigsaw puzzles. And we took a crack at a 100-piece Lightning McQueen puzzle. This girl loves cars so much. She loves Pixar's cars. 
So she spilled all of the pieces, and they're, they're relatively small pieces, not the giant floor pieces that we're used to doing. So they're tiny pieces all over the table. And she's staring at this pile of pieces, and she's going, that doesn't look like Lightning McQueen. And I said, no, honey, they're just pieces right now, but once you put the pieces all together, it'll make a picture, and then you'll see Lightning McQueen. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> like, right now, singleness is just a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Somehow it fits into the overall picture. And looking at the piece, maybe it's just a a boring background color. It's all one color and you're like, this isn't pretty. This is just, but it's just a piece. It's a piece of the puzzle. And you got to put the whole puzzle together before you see the whole picture, Mm. the big picture. So singleness to me is just a puzzle piece. It's a difficult puzzle piece. I struggle with this puzzle piece. I'm like, oh, this puzzle piece. I just want to throw it away. Does it go in like this? This? Or maybe this way if I, you know, let me turn it 90 degrees. Yeah. And you know how some puzzle pieces fit together, but not quite right? It's like, yeah, that can go there, but it's a little awkward. It's a little uncomfortable. It doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Anytime I do a puzzle with my mom, like we do Christmas puzzles every year, and I annoy her by doing stuff like that. I'm like, it fits right. I'm like, right, mom? I'm like, the puzzle piece fits. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> and then I just like keep doing that over and over again. You're such a troll. <laughs> Does that fit, mom? <laughs> One of my favorite pastimes is trolling my mother. So, <laughs> love you, mom. Love you. Yeah, but it's, it's really cool how everyday things, very common, maybe even boring unexciting things can teach us so much about life Mm -hmm. doing a puzzle with the kid that i babysat that was huge (laughs) that was a real turning point in going from sad and broken and heartbroken and confused to oh maybe it doesn't make sense but it's okay if it doesn't make sense it fits in here somehow (laughs) it fits in there somehow and don't throw away a puzzle piece just because you don't think it fits in the puzzle yeah. may take some other parts of the puzzle to come together before you realize, oh, that's where that piece goes. That's where that goes. Yeah. I'm losing the analogy. I feel like if I go on any further, it's just going to get confusing. No, I think I think that's probably good. I think we've exhausted that subject <laughs> Thank enough. you for validating me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, here's a great question. What do you find most encouraging or helpful from others? When I got out of my last relationship, not not with Brandon, but with my very extremely toxic ex, I got counseling. And through this eight-week course, um, the biggest thing that I took away from that is you can't fix other people. You can't change under other people. And guess what? It's not your place to change other people. It's not your place to fix other people unless you're a psychiatrist, which they make big money for trying to fix people. But (laughs) even psychiatrists, they can only do so much. It's still up to the other person to recognize what needs to change and actually take the effort to change themselves. People can only change themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm a fixer. I like to enter problems and say, okay, how can I fix this? But the most important thing that I learned is it's more about focusing on myself, not in a selfish way, but turning the focus from other people's flaws, other people's shortcomings, and looking at myself and going, 
okay, what can I change? What can I fix? What did I learn from that relationship, which is something you taught me? Mm. What did you learn from this relationship? Mm -hmm. And I admit at the time I wasn't ready to focus on what I learned because I was still sad. But it Mm. is important to take those lessons and be like, what did I learn? What can I change? What can I fix? How can I be a better person as a result of this? Because like I said last week, and this is a philosophy I live by, it is not about what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Mm -hmm. So let me hippity hop off my soapbox. (laughs) There's a lot of soapboxes today. And that's okay, because we can both speak from a lot of experience. True. Trust us. <laughs> um, I think something that was, like, was really, really helpful, and I know I talked about this earlier, but one of my good friends, when, when she said to me that singleness isn't always a gift, sometimes it's a burden, um, or she used a different word that I can't remember, but like I would feel guilty for like not wanting to be single mm. because... A lot of people would be like, singleness is a gift, and, like, you need to be, like, content in singleness, and, like, like, I've heard a lot of stories of, like, the minute that someone was, like, content in their singleness is when they got in a relationship, and so I felt like, I'm like, oh, I'm not content in my singleness, so I'm never gonna be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. and so just kind of, I guess, being told that it's okay to, I know this is a cliche kind of saying, but, like, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And if you want a relationship and you're, like, craving that, like, there's nothing wrong with how you're feeling. It's something to probably work on, but there's no guilt in wanting to be in a relationship. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think that would be my biggest like that was really encouraging for me and that was really really helpful because that was just something that I was struggling with and I was just like dealing with it and I was just Mm -hmm. like it's so sad it's single and I hate (laughs) life and And it's okay to be sad (laughs) it is say it with me it is okay to be sad but again it's what you do about it Mm mm-hmm Are you sad and therefore you lash out at people? Do you take out your pains, your frustrations on other people who have done nothing wrong? What do you do about the sadness? Mm -hmm. Or do you find healthy outlets to express how you feel? Like, again, as an extrovert, when I'm sad, I need to be around other people because being lonely makes me all the sadder. So when I'm by myself... That's when I can start overthinking. That's when I get in my own head. That's when I start making everything worse. So for me, to process sadness, I go to coffee with a friend. Or even text someone and say, hey, I'm not doing well right now. Journaling. Oh, there's so many health benefits to journaling. Mm. I would highly, 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 highly recommend journaling. I want to do a whole freaking podcast episode. (laughs) about journaling and the health benefits of journaling and how to journal and everything. So I'm going to jot that down in my mental. So yeah, find, find healthy ways to express that sadness, Uh but your sadness is not invalid. It's okay to not have it all together, to not have all the answers, to have your life completely, you know, okay and stable. Like it's okay. We all struggle. We're here for you, babes. 
Yeah, I think that that point about like bitterness and lashing out at people is an, is an important thing because I've witnessed that from other people, like few people. Mm-hmm. I, I've you know I've I've seen them be so bitter about being single that it affects their behaviors towards everybody. Mm-hmm. Like people get into a relationship and they're like, ugh. And I'm like, that's, like, I, I, I can, I can probably more sympathize with them more so. Because I don't think I've ever felt, like, extremely bitter about being single. It's just, it's kind of like that moment of, like, oh, I'm kind of sad because that's something that I want. Mm-hmm. So, like, I sympathize with that feeling. But when you're so bitter about being single that you're mean to other people or you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that like these people are in a relationship. Like, oh my gosh, if one more person gets into a relationship, like, (laughs) like that's not a healthy mindset to be in. And I think that's something to check yourself on Mm -hmm. and work through that and be like, well, why am I thinking like this? Why am I so bitter about the reason that I'm single? And, you know, I think, Something that I kind of, this is, I'm a big believer in this and I'm still working through it in my own life, but I think there's always a lesson to be learned in your singleness before you're ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. So to make a short story long, totally lost my train of thought now. There is a lesson to be learned when you're single before you can be in a relationship. Mm, Yeah. I think, yeah, there's always like, I think something that needs to give first mm-hmm. yeah yeah no matter like what that is whether it's like you need to let go of your bitterness or something like that that's that's kind of my thought and take on that we're kind of getting to the end of the podcast uh we have one more thing that uh, is on the agenda to talk about i don't think i have an answer for this but Marianne's going to kind of, I feel like this is just Marianne's episode today. I think you've talked, <laughs> I think you've talked a lot more than I have. Ironic. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, kind of going with that final question, um, what has been the worst experience or what has been your worst experience as a single woman? Hmm. That's tough. Because, you know, it's it's more a bunch of little things than one big grievance. I think the worst part about being single is the men that I've been with in the past already know who I am. Know how quirky I can be, how awkward, how emotionally needy. So being single, it's hard to start all over because if I'm meant to be in a relationship with someone else then I'm going to have to tell them, or show them rather, how quirky and awkward I am. It's hard meeting new people because you don't want to show off your flaws right away. I'm not going to go up to someone and be like, hey, I have anxiety, nice to meet you. You know, you want to be your very best. And I think that's what's hard is thinking about the future um, and realizing Like, Brandon knows me really, really well. He knows my past. He knows my stories. He knows what my weaknesses are. 
So it's going to be hard not being with someone who isn't already familiar with that because I'm kind of terrified to introduce myself to someone new with all this baggage from my past relationships because mm-hmm. it's not fair to try to put your baggage onto someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, dragging baggage from a past relationship into a current one, a new one, a future one, it's tough. Because you want to be the very best you can be for them, but you don't want to compromise who you are. You don't want to, you don't want them to resent you for who you are. So it's about that balance of, yeah, I have anxiety, deal with it. Versus, yes, I admit I have anxiety, I'm working on it, please be patient with me. Mm -hmm. And the right guy will say, oh, what can I do to help you with that? Mm -hmm. You know, not even the, the right person. If you come to someone with flaws... The right person is going to help you through them and is going to be accepting of them. Yeah. But it's about working on them. Don't be stubborn in expecting the other person to change for you, whereas you have no interest in uh, in changing for them. Mm-hmm. In all the right ways. Yeah. Something that, this is kind of off topic, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in being unapologetically yourself. Mm. And this is something that I think I've told you before. You have. But I, for a really, really long time, I, I mean, I'm still kind of a really shy person, but when I was younger, I was shy to kind of like a really extreme point. And like, I mean, I could open up easily if it was like the right environment, but I was more closed off about my feelings, about my quirks. And I don't, I don't really remember what changed. I think it was... I, uh, my one and only relationship that I've been in, I kind of became him. You know, like I was talking about earlier, like molding yourself to someone rather than like molding together. I molded myself to him. I talked like him. I was interested in what he was interested in. But I wasn't who I, I wasn't really myself. And like, I might've learned this before but I just found it's it's just easier to just be weird (laughs) and just express yourself how you want dress how you want and not like nobody's really gonna care that much like when I laugh I laugh super like I have a really really loud laugh like when someone like tells me something that's really funny I like cackle and it's super loud and like sometimes it's like a little embarrassing but it's just who I am and I like to wear sweatpants and (laughs) like I'll wear sweatpants to any like I wore sweatpants yesterday and the day before that and (laughs) you know like the way I dress and what I wear doesn't like I don't really care. I'm like, if someone's not willing to like me for who I am now, why do I need to impress them? Mm. Like, if you can't impress someone just by being yourself, then there's a bit of a problem there. Dang, I'm going to have to marry a hippie. (laughs) (laughs) Long-haired, acoustic guitar-playing hippie. Dang, where am I going to find one of those in this state? (laughs) I kid, I kid, I kid. You're going to have to marry an absolute artistic geek. (laughs) I see that in you. I see someone who's kind of pretentious and artistic. 
I mean, I don't even, like, I, love it. I don't even think you have to marry someone who's alike like that. No. Like, it's good to have differences. Yeah. Like, I, I, I see a lot of couples that are quite different work the best. Ooh. I think if you're too similar, that can be... Boring. Boring, and people don't really like themselves that much. Like, there's people, like, you know, like, people have confidence, obviously, but, you know, I think there's things that I do that I see in other people, and when I see it in other people, it annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, been there. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think having healthy differences and whatever, but... You know, this podcast, this episode is not about the relationships. <laughs> so, How have we talked so much more about relationships than we did singleness? I think we covered singleness pretty well. Um, I, it's hard to talk about singleness, though, without talking about relationships. Right, to have something to compare it to. But, yeah. I feel like, I don't think, at least like we answered the question super well. It was just, what's your worst experience? Worst experience is... Losing someone who already knows me super well and having to open myself up again to someone else. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. I'm a very open person. It doesn't take a lot to get me to open up. Mm-hmm. But that leaves me vulnerable. So if I open up and someone hurts me, I'd, it's weird. You would think I would learn not to open up. But I am a woman who so wants to be loved and who so wants to love mm. that I'll just... For the sake of that, I'll just open myself up again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, here I am. Here's all my flaws. I'm completely vulnerable. Damage me. Yeah. I think I think you can be vulnerable with people, but also guarded. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would say I'm a pretty open person. Um, I don't have a lot of issues talking about uh, my life, my life experiences, what's wrong with me because there's a lot no (laughs) but um I think you can I think there is a healthy way to do that without giving someone your entire heart yeah there's a balance yeah guarding your heart and that's what I'm learning right now hey yep yep so I think that's all yeah I think that's all this has been the Laughing Through the Pain podcast. I'm your host. Who am I again? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Marianne. And I'm Eleanor. And we will see you next time. Laugh with us. Cry with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we can give you any advice. Because I think between the both of us, we have enough experience to arrogantly put ourselves in your situation and tell you what you should do with your own life. I don't know where this voice came from. I don't know why you decided to be an announcer all of a sudden. I just like having this microphone in front of me. It makes me feel professional. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Laughing Through the Pain. Follow us on Twitter. I don't remember what our Twitter handle is because it's actually wrong because I made my Twitter at like two o'clock in the morning. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at LLTP podcast, even though it should be LTTP podcast, but it's LLTP podcast. LLTP podcast. Um, We also have a Instagram. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, nice. <laughs> I made it recently, and Instagram is so spammy. It is. It's like incredibly spammy. There's so many 
bot accounts that I think are following the account. I have maybe two genuine, like, not spam followers so far. Yeah, you put the word podcast anywhere in your name, and then anyone who is, like, programmed to follow that. Yeah. I also been getting all these stupid spam comments of, like, oh, gross. promote on this thing, and I'm like, no. no. So I just delete their comments, because I'm like, you're spamming me, and I don't <laughs> like it. If you're real, please follow us. Please. <laughs> because... We need to beat the bots. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, um, oh, I forgot, I forgot, I was, I have another announcement to make. (laughs) Um, so I, Eleanor, have made, well, not at this point in time, but before this episode goes out, I have made a YouTube channel for myself. Um, we have one specifically for uploading the podcast, but I made one for myself just to make a little bit of extra content. Um, I, I do all of the editing for our podcast. Um, I have video editing software that I have and I've had for a long time. Um, editing is something that I love to do. So I like creating, I like creating, editing, making things. So I have made a YouTube channel. Yay! (laughs) And, um, I played a game called The Turing Test. Um, it was pretty scary. Uh, freaked me out. Uh, Marianne. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Marianne. <laughs> Ooh. Got, <laughs> Marianne got a um, kind of first look. It's mostly done. I just have to edit like the last four minutes. Oh, it's hilarious. Y'all are really going to love it. It is hilarious. We are just laughing at her expense and her fear and her anxiety (laughs) at a very scary game. I'm one to talk. That game would probably make me pee my pants. (laughs) But yeah, so um, I have that project going on. Um, If you want to laugh at my expense, um, (laughs) the YouTube channel name of that is Eleanorium, kind of like a sanatorium, because I thought that it would be funny to have my name be meshed with what was an insane asylum in <laughs> I don't know when they were like when they were like at their peak do you know I don't remember I'm gonna google it like real quick just because I want accurate information of course we don't want to lie to our listeners we need we should have a nickname for our listeners we are laughing through the pain we are Eleanor and Marianne what can our listeners be called leave suggestions in the comments because I'm very curious about what you, the listeners, the tune-inners, can be. I'm not going to call you tune-inners. That's, that's terrible. That's <laughs> stupid. You are not tune-inners. I think a lot of them closed down in, like, the 60s or 70s, perhaps. Mm. So, yeah. So that that's the reason behind the name. It's just the combination of Eleanor and Sanatorium. So yeah, that's my project that I was working on all of this week. Videos at this point, uh, it is Saturday. Videos should be released by... I'm hoping to get it done today and release it today. Cool. Um, my I want my schedule to kind of be like... Consistent. Edit on the weekend for podcast, and then edit throughout the week for gaming channel, and upload on either Friday or Saturday. Um, so hopefully I'm going to get it done today. We'll see. I'll see. But anyway, that's my uh, fun little announcement for today. 
If you can't find it searching YouTube, uh, you can always find our Twitter and it'll be on there. Um, it'll be linked on YouTube in our about section. So yeah, just kind of a little self promo on that end. Um, I'll try my best to do weekly uploads. Um, if you have any game suggestions, uh, please feel free to tweet at me on Twitter, Instagram, leave it in the YouTube comments. And uh, also leave us a, uh, if you really like our podcast, leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You can actually do that. I didn't know that. Hey. Until re- until we started this. So if you want to leave us a, a good rating, that would really help us a lot. Um, really appreciate it. We will see you next week where we will be covering depression. Yay. And then the subject. So Ooh. all happy things. All super happy things. We're positive people. Um, so we'll just be talking about that. Maybe getting into some other mental health stuff. Maybe in that podcast or in the future. But anyway. We'll see you next week. Mwah. Mwah.